Destroys comedy. I am your host, Ross Purdy, destroys comedy. And today I'm recording on Father's Day. And previous listeners of the show, they know my relationship with my dad is tumultuous to say the least. So while my sister and my mother are all going out to the bistro, the RSL bistro, using a veteran's concession card that he doesn't even deserve. He's not a veteran. He's never fought in any wars. I'm here recording a podcast, which I think is way more important. And today, I, 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 didn't have any, I don't have any comedians. I don't have any musicians. I just wanted to get out of my family obligations. So I just booked the first two people I could get. And what I have today is, a, let me just have a look here, a clairvoyant and... A sex therapist. I hope it's not actually a sex therapist. I hope I just miswrote hex therapist. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, but I'm joined now by the clairvoyant. Hello, my name is Susan Pentridge. I'm a clairvoyant, clairaudient, and also a psychic reader. So I can do tarot, I can communicate with the other side. Um, that's basically what I do. Okay, could you talk to my uncle? Yes, so your uncle, he is coming in. Now, your uncle was, he didn't like cars, did he? He loved cars. Yes, see, that's what I'm picking up. See, I'm, I'm hearing this okay, kind of low sure. murmur happening. And um, he's just letting you know he's up there and he's driving. He's driving along and, and um, he waves. I think he waves out, out the window to you. Um, he's saying hello. Up where? So, At a ranch? He's not dead. Oh. That was a trick. Oh, maybe it was someone else's uncle. Um, I was channeling then. Um, well, we, we have someone else in here as well, but I want to talk to you just before we get to that. So, Susan. Yes. You know Susan Powder? Yes, so this is this is somebody else that I'm channeling. This some, is somebody else that is, has passed on that I am now channeling for you um yeah I'm not sure they've passed on oh the motivational okay. speaker from the 90s ah uh, yes okay yeah see i i'm not really uh i don't really go into all of that um i find it best to stay off social media or any kind of platforms like that just so that i don't get in trouble for doing hot readings as they call them so doing my research finding out a bit too much about somebody and so i am quite disconnected from from this plane of existence i would say from this reality okay so how does that work you're disconnected what you just go day to day you don't even doom scroll no not at you all you don't even doom scroll no i i scroll on my tarot cards and on my ouija board that is how i connect with the people that I need to connect with. Everybody who is good is dead. And and I I want to learn more about those people than the people that are around me. And maybe when the people around me die, then I'll get to know them. Um, but until then, and I think you'll agree that there are some people that are 
perhaps better off um, when they've passed on. Is your favorite Billy Joel song only the good die young? Because that is something you seem to very much believe in. I have not heard of Billy Joel, um, but I'm I am sure when he passes on, I might listen to his music. Well, he's quite old now, so if he were to die... Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, and also that was a trick question. The song is actually about him pressuring a Catholic girl to give her... Give him her virginity. Right. Yes, see, I don't really... I don't want to talk about, you know, Christianity and faith. You know, a lot of well, people try and put that on me and say, you know, where I think people have moved on to is is heaven or, or hell or anything, and I, I don't I don't subscribe to that at all so i really would just appreciate if we don't bring up catholicism in that way if that's okay you communicate with dead people and you don't think they go to heaven or hell hell so where do you do you think they're just floating around out there in space um that's a very good question they actually have their own planet so that <sighs> is kind of where i'm communicating to them from is is another planet that they um live on and it's something i don't really talk about quite often because a lot of people are a bit skeptical but um there are planets out there, they exist, and I'm just one of the lucky people that can communicate with another planet. Well, this is a talk show, so talk away. We need we need talk. Well, it's it's called Iconia and it is it was forged in, in fire a few years ago, maybe like mm. twenty years ago or so. And basically all of the souls were just running around, not really sure what they were doing, and then they all landed on this place and they thought oh this is great stuck a flag in the ground and it didn't go in because it was made of rock um so then they just had this dented flagpole and that they talk about that a lot um that's mainly what they talk about when they've passed on uh, but yeah this is the planet where where most souls go to live until they move on to the next planet which i would rather not discuss the next planet because um, well, what's the next planet well the next planet is geranium and um, uh, an old colleague of mine, an ex-colleague, uh, Jules Hargreaves, actually um, communicates with that planet. So I don't communicate with that planet. So I don't really think there's any need to talk about it. Like I, I think said, we need to talk about it. No, Iconia, I think... Iconia is like 20 years. So anyone who's died like in the last 20 years has gone there. Beyond that, that's when they're going to be in Geranium and... I don't really think that there's anything worth knowing kind of beyond like the last 20 years of, of people that have died, like to communicate with. So I really, I just, I, I passed uranium off and, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's just a bit too old, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you should just dispense with information that doesn't like you don't enjoy. I mean, you have to take it all on, don't you? Well, that's actually, that's very interesting. Um, it is interesting. Yeah. That's it, why we should talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that is something I would love to talk about. Um, I'm just getting, I'm just getting signals. Um, do you know anybody uh, with a J or an M in their name, perhaps? Oh, there's a lot of people with J and M yeah, with okay. their name. I mean. That's what I'm, that's what I'm picking up from the other side. Um, and they just want to say that they, that they see you. They see what you're doing. So I just to <laughs> what do they see? What am I doing? Um, oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really want to disclose that. I, I think I you should. That's private. No, that's that's not really my place. That's private. But um, they have communicated to me that they see what you're doing, so they know what you're doing. So well, what am I doing? Well, <laughs> what am I doing? Well, you. Well, they don't. They don't really. 
They want me to say it explicitly. I, I won't for your sake, but it does Please say it explicitly. A mayonnaise jar, and that is all I will say. Mayonnaise jar? That's, it could be vegan mayo. It could be aioli. Um, they're not quite sure. They're just seeing white goopy in a jar. So that's what they're, that's what they're passing on to me. And they're letting you know that they see that. Ugh. Well, if I was going to play a game, I can d- connect some dots and say, in my s- debut solo show, it was a whole to do about having a, uh, my father sending me a jar of semen. Mm, okay. And yeah. I'm trying to avoid my father coming today. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's why they were telling me not to say that then. But if they were talking about that, I think they would be specific and say that. I think your whole game is just to be as vague as possible. Yeah. And therefore no one can question it. Sure. I, and I, and I get that a lot. I get that. And I get like the kind of anger, you know, if this doesn't resonate with you, that's totally fine. I don't want you to make it fit. That's the thing. I don't want you to make it fit, you know, but I did get jar and white stuff. So I mean, you know, well, mayonnaise. Well, I said I said it could be mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. You said it was mayonnaise. Substance. Well, you didn't know if it was mayonnaise or aioli. Uh, honestly, can anyone tell the difference? Yes, exactly. Does anyone actually know the difference? Yes, I'll go to Subway. I say put some mayonnaise, put some mayo on this it six inch. I I I reckon they only know because it's labeled. But once again, once again, I don't well, want to, I don't want to make it fit. Um, you know, if 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 this speaks to you, then it does, and if it doesn't, then that's absolutely what does that mean susan well so in iconia yeah iconia pop yes um, that's the type of joke i do on this show ah it's a pop culture lovely okay that's great i'm really sorry that i haven't um i'm not aware of any of these pop culture references um yeah and neither is anyone who died in the last 20 years (laughs) they're not really it's a very recent song they had a really big song in the last 20 years how does it go i don't care I love it. Uh, okay. Um, okay, what? Well, you don't have to sing the song if you don't want to. Like, I am singing the song. To... I'm sorry? I am singing the song. I thought you just said that you didn't care. And I was... don't care. I love it. That's okay. the song. Oh, that's the... All oh, right. That's, that's the, the song. song. Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, yep. I'm not really picking up anybody who resonates with that. So, yeah, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry I can't connect to that you or can't or won't well that's a very yeah let's see that's a very interesting thing talking about my limitations in terms of like what i can see and what i what i can't see i only see what is presented to me so if something is presented to me i'll see it and if it's not presented to me then i don't see it unless of course i have my eyes closed and then if something's presented to me i may not see it as well because my eyes will be closed so susan Hmm. are you a fraud Oh, um, <laughs> no. I think you're uh, a fraud. You know what? I actually, um, I knew you were going to ask that, Ross. I knew that you were because I'm Did psychic. you? Yeah. I mean, um, you should have, you know, if you saw that coming, you should have. Couldn't you change the, the trajectory so I didn't ask that question? Yeah, I think now we're kind of getting into more of like free will talk, which once again, this is more Henry Kissinger, like my... My ex-colleague, um, you not the what? one that not the one that talks to the other universe, but Henry Kissinger deals with free will and and um, the changing of your trajectory in life. That's only something that I do. I don't really interfere. I'm merely an observer. So I'm just here to present to you 
what I'm seeing and what's going on. And and I can't I can't stop people calling me a fraud. But um, but you think back to what I said about about your relative starting with J or M that was in your life, nondescript gender, um, and what they told me. And then see, do you think that's a fraud, or or do you think? Well, I think it is. Okay. And I think you just like you just say, oh, does anyone have a J? Does anyone have an M? And like. Yeah, the two most common letters there are out there. Yeah, that's... Sure, so a lot of people have J in their name. I, I mean, I don't. I don't personally have a, have, a, have a J or an M in my name, so I don't think it is... Okay, well, I don't know how you spell your name, so... Yeah, okay, that's and that's that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, so if you look at that and you think that I'm a fraud, that's totally fine. Um, I know <laughs> I know what your ancestors are saying about you, about uh, well, what are they a saying? fraud. But what what are they saying? You Come know, on! They're just, um, they're just saying uh, you're a bit of a, a bit of a sissy for saying that. That's what they're saying. I oh, am. No, I oh. am cisgendered, though. Somebody, somebody's coming in saying that's a really silly haircut. Oh no! Oh. It's meant to be a silly haircut. Right. Okay. I am a sissy. Yeah. You should totally, you should try and communicate with them and tell them that. You know what? After I'm this, not, I can. I'm not playing this game. A tarot reading. It's really good it's just um 70 bucks an hour and we'll just go through everything i I can explain more about what i do um and who i can connect with to help you with that if that would be something you'd be interested i'm not interested at all (laughs) i thought i mean i thought this would be interesting conversation but seems like you're just trying to avoid that's what you people do no um, you throw out vagueness yeah i think that a lot of people think that we are avoidant because we talk about death and no one wants to talk about death. So it's not it. what is actually happening psychologically, if I can just speak about psychology for a bit, is that sure. when you think of death, you're like, oh, I don't want to really deal with that. Like, that's not something I'm really comfortable with, whereas we're really comfortable in it. So you're projecting now. That's not what I'm coming how, from at all. How you want to avoid death. And, and that's totally fine, Ross. Like, I'm, I, I get it. It's really scary. Most of the people that I talk to have died in horrific ways and and hearing about that is really hard you know um i had somebody the other day who just like pulled a fingernail just completely off and they die from that well yeah that sounds painful but doesn't sound like it's going to lead to a death yeah i know and, and that's... i was six i had a fingernail come straight off this is a true story i didn't die well that's see that's very lucky because if you had a, I mean, you would have only had me to talk to when you got to the next life, wouldn't you? No, and but I'm it does not happen. Enjoying the chat, so I can't imagine I would have enjoyed the chat when I was six. Well, you never know. I, I, am better. I am better with children. Children definitely. I imagine you are. These readings, yeah. Um, adults, it, it struggles sometimes, and I think it's again just that, just that skeptical side of you that just doesn't want to just doesn't want to believe right and, ch- break through. and children are easier to Manipula- fool i mean yeah no exactly yeah. no 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 yeah. to communicate with absolutely yeah you know in the latin dictionary to manipulate and to communicate it's the same word wow there, there you go is that that's is another that, trick is that another band or no Oh, right. I'm sorry. I tricked you. Oh, okay. There's no Latin. There's no such thing as Latin. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your ancestors are, are saying that was a that was a regular one you pulled out. You're always pulling out those tricks. 
Is that true? They they said that you're a bit of a funny person, that you liked to be you like to be funny. Is that true? Or did you just get laughed at a lot? I got laughed at a lot and mm. I am parlaying that into trying some sort of career. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well they're your ancestors hey. are laughing at Hey you. ancestors. I was award nominated. You fucks. Oh, 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 okay. Um Yeah, I, I'm I'm channeling they I'm channeling applause. I'm just hearing applause. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a pat on the back. Well, if that was really was my ancestors, they were they're very conservative, so they would have hated the fact I just said fuck. Oh. And called them fucks. Right. Well, I mean, I I didn't quite translate that part um, to them because again, I mean, you're not qualified. You haven't gone through the the TAFE courses that I have, so you can't Tafe. communicate with the um, the people who've passed over and are on this planet. Um, whereas I have those qualifications, so I've got a cert four. That means I can communicate with them, and and I didn't I didn't communicate this way because <laughs> I don't know how. But in cert five, um, yeah. But they they're very proud of you. What TAFE school teaches you this? Um, it was one I just found online. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, and it was back when I was uh, living at home, so I I don't remember. I was up in um up in northern New South Wales, so not not quite sure if those accreditations transfer um interstate, um, but they definitely do interdimensionally. Let me tell you that. Um. Yeah, the people that I communicate with are quite impressed. Um, not only that I'm coming through, but that I've worked so hard to um, hone hone my um, skills of communicating with the other world. Well, I think it's a whole load of bull. Okay. Well, you know how I feel about this. Well, I, I laminated my certificate, so... Okay, that doesn't make it more legitimate. It's really nicely laminated. It's very close to the edges. You know, not the not the shitty ones that have like a like a centimeter on either side. It's actually really it's really well laminated. It doesn't make them all legitimate. Okay. Well, I mean I mean what? I haven't seen a tape course that, that you have laminated, so you know, um Sure, I have food handling certificates. Oh, they're laminated. They're not laminated. Okay, well, then you can't really bring that into a kitchen, can you? Really sure I can. So did you even learn anything? Yes. Right. Sure. Mm. You're telling me that that employment, co- employment agency mm. was just trying to make it look like they were doing something and not actually helping me? Yes. How dare you? Yes. That's Melissa was always there for me. Right. I well, come in and I say, I need a food handling certificate. I need to do it to the hospitality. Mm. So Melissa didn't own a laminating machine. You can literally get them in office works. It's really, I mean, like it's it's prestigious to have something laminated, but like Melissa didn't even have a laminating machine. I mean, I'm sure they did have a laminating machine. Right. They were the Salvation Army. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm, I don't know if this next guest has a laminated certificate or not. Maybe we can ask them. I don't know. I'm sure they're less full of, I'm going to say it, less full of bullshit than you are, wow. Susan. Because they actually deal with, you know, people that are right here, right now. And not, you know, just saying that they're dealing with people. 
like you are. It's a... Uh, God, I hope I miswrote this. Uh, sex therapist Richard Cabbage. Uh, that's Dick. Dick Cabbage. Thank you so much for having me, Ross. Dick Cabbage? Dick Cabbage. Okay, you sure you don't want to call yourself Richard? My birth certificate does say Richard Cabbage. Um, Is it laminated? Of course. All my most important documents are. Um, and in my line of work, you know, you never know when something's going to get damp. So laminating is Ugh. actually a huge part of the sex therapy industry. Let's put you two together now, Susan. Is any uh, any uh, people like diet making the freaky? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. That's something that um, happens uh, quite often. As Dick um, just talked about, um, you know, laminating is really big in the kinky world mm -hmm. and it is actually uh, a really? recognized kink and um yeah there are heaps of people up in iconia that um that that were laminated as part of a sex act and um subsequently suffocated and mm. and died so yeah it's quite common it's also one of our uh, major safe sex messages that we're trying to get out mm. there is laminate it don't inseminate it mm. absolutely yeah it's very important very good cause it yeah. sounds awful Absolutely. Mm. You know, after a while of, you know, wrap the biscuit or mm. no love without glove, we, we were finding we're really running thin on euphemisms mm. in my line of work because we like to keep things light. We're trying to keep things comfortable, like a good sexual encounter. Mm. We want this to be a safe, joyful experience mm -hmm. that you want to remember fondly and remember fondling. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. I remember my favorite when I was in high school was um, if it's not on, it's not on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That you would like that one because of how vague it is. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah, my line of work. You are being vague. Mm? I knew it. I'm not the only one. Vagueness is is my strength. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I guess it is. And look, I can respect that. Mm? Uh, in my line of work, vagueness can lead to diseases. And it can lead to death. And it actually would be beneficial to um, Zandra's line of work if I was more vague in mm. my clinical work because people would end up dead more often mm. if they didn't have clear, precise, interesting, and sensual information. Mm. Right. So what you're saying is here, I didn't miswrite. You are a sex therapist. That's right. If... Surely if I were a, a hex therapist, as as you quipped earlier, I would be more in line with the kind of work Xandra is doing. Yes, truly. I, I did have a bit of a heart attack. I was like, oh no, we're going to be... Don't worry. There is no witchcraft. There's no, you know, altars uh, <laughs> unless it is in the act of a performative, sexual, sensual experience. Is it Xandra? Yes. Is that not what I said? I didn't think so. Oh. I think I'm being gaslit right now. I said what my name was at the beginning. Everyone knows my name because I have said it. That's all. I don't need to prove anything. You know, if you don't believe that that's my name, that's okay. Oh, God. You, you don't have to. God, I'm a bad host. God, I'm a bad host. Hey. It's awful. Don't, don't take it out on yourself. Only treat yourself with the kind of joyful, sensual energy that you would give to 
a prime lover. Mm. Treat yourself like the best lover you've ever had. The other day I took myself down to a Coles Express mm. and picked up a two-for-one silicon-based lubricant for $9.30. Oh, wow. And I treated myself like the Queen of England. But by ignoring your relative's pedophilia? What? Well, I would say... Turning a blind eye to Epstein's Island? I would say every time I pleasure myself or another person, I ignore things like my family and Mm. the assault of children. Um, That's something we tend to try to keep out of a positive sexual experience. Yeah, And a positive sexual experience to you... Is laminating each other? Metaphorically and as wearing a condom. It was, it's a, a metaphorical uh, lamination when, when talking about genitals. A metaphor for what? For putting a, a condom. And say that. Oh, well, you don't want to be so crass as to say Isn't that, this the kind of mixed messaging that we were on the, on the government about? That they were too vague? Absolutely. That's completely fair. And if you really look at it, you'll find that most government officials, the kind of work they do is much closer to the kind of work that Zandra is doing by kind of plucking pieces of information, either from just vibes and really trying to um, give nonspecific information so that nobody can have any clear, definitive uh, ammunition to use against them. Whereas my line of work is it's it's much it's very removed from government. It's actually, you'll find that government is not a sexy place. I mean, tell me one sexy politician. I challenge you. Can't Justin be... Trudeau. Well, well, that's Canada. That's, that's Canada. the other, that's different. Completely different They're playing Canada. by a different set of rules. You, you didn't say Australian government. No, and that's totally fair. Mm. And you know what? That finger of yours, Ross, is really on the button. And I really respect that about you, that you know exactly where to put that finger and exactly. What are you saying? What, think, are you, what are you saying, Richard? I'm not calling you Dick. Well, Dick Cabbage is a ridiculous name. You can take, and you're a sex therapist. You look, you can take that up with my parents about my name. Uh, I think it's actually quite apropos uh, and brings a lot of joy to the experience. Joy to experience of what? Therapy? Yes. Now, sex therapy. I'm I'm sensing a lot of of bristling against the not only the idea of a positive sexual experience but but in a therapeutic therapeutic sense what why is that ross yeah well i'm trying to get away from my dad today interesting that my dad had sex with my therapist and my ex-girlfriend oh wow ross i'm so sorry so maybe it's a sore point i don't know but once again you people are trying to drag me into some sort of reading on a subject I'm not playing this game. Listen, Ross, I'm not trying to play any games with you unless they are consensual, fun, exciting games. You know, I'm not going to piss in your leg and tell you that it's raining. When I piss on your leg, it's when you're saying, I'm a dirty little pig and this is what I want. Yeah, exactly. David Cameron's a politician and he had sex with a dirty pig. Well, no disputes here. Yeah. I thought that was an icebreaker. Yeah, it's very interesting when you talk about ice being broken. As um, that's a that's a saying. I feel like there's somebody, there was somebody connected to you that that liked snow or the cold or lived somewhere where it got cold maybe once each year. Is that true for you? I mean, 
we're in Melbourne right now. It's pretty damn cold. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting somebody coming in who, who might have lived in um, in that area that you mentioned that, you know, was experiencing the cold. And, and they just want to let you know that they're, they're warm now. They're, they're feeling warm now. So. so they're in hell? Once again, I don't like to. I don't really. Oh, that's right. You don't communicate with people from out. You communicate with Icona Popland or whatever. Yes, exactly. Um, Iconia. Yeah, and and then there, everything is warm. This person telling me they they passed from. They got their toe stuck. They got their toe stuck, or their toe was frozen and got stuck. Does that sound? They're having trouble walking. Does that sound right to you? Someone who had trouble with their legs, maybe. And they passed. And it wasn't just their legs. Maybe it was, they can't breathe as well. That's I'm, what they're saying. I'm sorry to jump in here, but I actually think you're picking up something from me. Just last week, a client of mine who was paralyzed from the waist down, I was pleasuring their chest with ice cubes. Of course. That is their only mm. erogenous zone with sensation. Mm. And so it was ice cube therapy on the nipples of a paraplegic woman. Mm. There you go. So that's who I'm picking up. Wow. So I wonder why she's coming in this moment. Maybe she died the next day. Wow. Oh, Completely so unrelated. Yeah. She hired me as a last hurrah. Wow. That sounds like a terrible last hurrah. Well, I don't want to yuck someone's yum. You are coming at this from a place of somebody who has sensations from the waist down and fully experiences the pleasure of a genitally stimulated climax. Something which this now deceased, paralyzed woman could not. Yeah. I get that, but why does it have to be you doing it? I'm a professional. I'm yeah, but regularly tested and sure. I know it's exa- do you need to be tested to put ice cubes on people's chests? Well, my water my water salinity is uh always tested. You mm. don't want a too you don't want acidic water on an exposed nipple. Mm. It will eat right through. An ice cube alone, even with the clearest, fresh Fiji water, uh, can still cause damage if Mm. exposed too long to a sensitive area, like the nipple of a paralyzed woman. And you can imagine that nipple is already getting a lot of work as the only erogenous zone which can feel those kinds of sensations. Mm. And on Iconia, I'll just say, we do actually have a lot of um, people who are paraplegic in their... their earth life who their nipples are just gone just fully burned through from from using ice too much that wasn't the right ice so they got this bacteria just kind of ate straight through and um so they've just got these two kind of holes there in their chest it's it's quite a common thing actually so i'm really i'm really glad to hear that you're taking the the right precautions absolutely that. i like mm. to sometimes think of myself as a doula you know mm. help but instead of helping during the childbirth process. I'm really helping uh, during the orgasm process. And not only by pleasuring other people or myself, but allowing them to find the pleasure in exploring their own body and their own sensuality. In France, they call an orgasm the little death. Mm -hmm. Do you think you might have given this person so many orgasms, the little deaths accumulated and that you killed this person? If giving this woman the best orgasm of her life ended that life, then I'm proud to say that the the song of this woman's existence ended on a high note. 
Hmm. And that I was the musician that plucked those strings and blew that horn and rubbed an ice cube on that nipple and brought her to that climax. Right. So what you're saying right now is you're glad you, you, you killed it. I'm, th- I'm thrilled that I, I made her come to death. Yes, absolutely. Right. So you're glad that a woman dying is a sign of you doing a good job. I mean, she very likely would have died of sadness, loneliness, maybe a fall this way. She she went with her hands up in the air like she had just finished a marathon, which is something that she never experienced in her life. All right. Sure. I mean, it's hard to do a gotcha interview on someone who, you know, won't admit they did something wrong and is so delusional. I mean, this was the problem with Trump. Okay. See, I I feel like you seem to be coming back to a lot of problematic uh, politicians. In What's problematic about Justin Trudeau? You show me something of Justin Trudeau that's problematic. He because otherwise he very you, can, you he, can call you can say there's egg on my face. He very famously did blackface. There's um photos of during his college years, he put black boot polish on his face and wore a turban as a costume. So it doesn't make you feel better about Canada though. Oh, absolutely. They, they go around and acting like they're so great. No, you're depraved and degenerate like the rest of us. Absolutely. It actually makes them more relatable. I agree. I agree. You kind of, they, they need to be taken down a peg and get pegged if that's what they want. Okay, there you go. This is why I didn't want a sex therapist on a show. I knew it was just going to be a bunch of sex puns making me think about my own dysfunctional sex relationship to sexuality and therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not getting anything from Susan, Sandra, Sandra, Susan. I don't even know anymore. Mm. Other than I speak to dead people from a made-up planet. Well, of course. Um, oh, here we go. I, get, I know, I know, I get it. I get it. I get. I oh, you get it. You get it. Like this doesn't speak to me. I would just like to say, aren't all planets made up? Mm. That's really my question. Oh God. You know. Haven't we just made up this planet as well? No, it's real. Right. It's very well, real. For us. And, and I would say the same about Iconia is really real for, for, it, for its inhabitants. Oh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Like cordial. Cordial's not real. Cordial's very real. To the people who drink it. See. And this is where, this is where we get into, you know, dangerous ideologies and not being, not being connected to what's around us and being scared as well. Yeah, I see that a lot in you. Did you, did you have cordial as a kid? Yes, I had cordial mm. as a kid. And yes, sevenetimes in very hot days, I'll put ice mm. in that cordial. Yeah. So quite frankly, talking about putting ice on people's nipples and having them get off on that makes me feel really weird about all the cordial with ice I drink right now. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, obviously the the roots of all of our sexual desires are really first sprouting in those early childhood years. Mm. Do you, Ross, remember your earliest 
erotic feelings? Well, there was a movie called American Pie. Mm. And then there was a topless Shannon Elizabeth. And at the time, I didn't realize that there were, I didn't realize the concept of, they were doing it without her permission. They, they were filming her without her permission. And the film brushes by that. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised at how much... And in the sequel, she wants to visit him. And it's water under the bridge. That's kind of weird, isn't it? I agree. I had to go back to my home country because you filmed me getting naked. And I didn't even know. And I was so embarrassed. My family was so embarrassed. We had to go back to our country. And in the sequel, she wants to see Jason Biggs again. And look, where's Jason Biggs now? He was in one and a half seasons of Orange is the New Black, and then he disappeared. And where's Shannon Elizabeth? Nowhere. She plays celebrity poker now, occasionally. I mean, I think I speak for all of us when I say poker. I hardly know her. Okay, now that's the type of sex pun I was trying to get away from right now. I would also say that the... Uh, the sex that you're talking about in these films are are clearly not coming from a place of consent. Mm. Well, and it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood teen sex films, and there's a if you want to look for problematic stuff, you don't have to look far. Mm. I completely agree. And they and they let us watch this shit because they don't want it. Parents just don't want to talk to their kids. That's right, and that's why people in my line of work are so important to share real information, to steer the conversation away from the media and away from your parents who probably have their own sexual hang-ups and, and into true information that's readily available to us today from experts like myself. And I would say as well, it's it's a lot easier for people to be vulnerable with their parents and then communicate with them their, their true desires and feelings once they have passed over. And so that is something that I do facilitate a lot in my line of work. Ugh. Well, that's what I got to say to that. Mm. Oh, geez, what's that? What Ross. is that? Oh. No. Ross? Oh, no. Ross, this is your father. I know who you are. Why were you not at your father's day's father's father's day lunch? Because I just don't like the idea of going to a bistro RSL and getting a discount on food you didn't earn because you fought in no wars, Dad. I spent six months in the army reserves. It's not my fault that we weren't called up. It, I did the basic training. See, see, Dick, this is the. Jesus, I feel stupid even saying dick. You can call me Mr. Cabbage if that's easy. I rather that sounds even worse. Were you Somehow. skipping your father's Father's Day dinner to sit around talking sex with some dick? No, I didn't skip the Father's Day lunch so I can talk sex with some dick. We ordered pork for four. Halfway through the meal, we realized we only had eaten three persons amount of pork. And we were like, where's a fourth pork person? And then I remembered... I have a son came Ross, didn't even show up. It took you that long to figure out I hadn't showed up. Yeah, there was pork left over. And I'm like, someone should have eaten that pork. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got a son. You only remember just then. 
What so am yeah. I going to remember? Before I've eaten all the pork, I can't tell how much pork is there for four or three until I've eaten the pork. You know, at least I remembered, but I deliberately chose not to come. I remembered my Father's Day day. Yeah, sure. Look, Ross, normally I wouldn't mind if you don't show up. I don't mind at all if you're not around. But today was an important day for your, for your old man. I had a big announcement to make. Okay, what was it? You're here now. You might as well announce it with these two strangers you never met before. Well, let's just say I gave your mother the old jar of mayonnaise and you're going to have a little baby brother. Gross. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's Thank great. you. It's so exciting. Thank you. It's the first time I've gotten in that since uh, Ross was made. Wow. wow. That is a disgusting way of describing it. And, and I was only 11 then, so I've really come along since then. I had developed a couple more skills. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I dread to kind of scoop out of that jar and for more details. Gross. But how old was uh, Mrs. Purdy at She was time? of age. Great. Okay. It was all above board. 18? No, yeah, so, oh, yeah, I actually, let's circle back. Oh, define of age. I, she was 18 years old. Oh, okay. and you were 11? I was a very hairy 11-year-old. It's not her fault. She didn't know. Didn't I, know what? You can't plead ignorance. I can plead ignorance. I was matters. 11 years old, Ross. No, she can't plead ignorance. She was a lovely lady and still is, and she's about to give birth today to your brother. So the 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 mayonnaise jar exchange, as you say, was nine months ago already? No, that was this morning. I showed up with a jar of mayonnaise, gave it to your mum. She said, I'm pregnant and uh, little uh, little baby Ross is about to be born. Oh, that's the second part of the announcement. Jesus Christ. Uh, we're going to have a second chance at doing a Ross right, so we're going to take that name back off here. If that's okay, I don't know if you had any uh, attachment to it, but uh, we both agreed that we, you know, the first Ross was a, a, a failure and a mistake. So uh, we're going to just try again, you know, clean slate. Mm. And I will say that's an excellent name. And um, also this baby will be a Virgo, born under a Virgo moon as well. So much better chance. That's lovely. Much better chance. That's lovely. Yeah. A Virgo. Finally, a, a decent Ross, mm. a Virgo Ross. Mm. That's What's wrong with a Gemini Ross? Well, I, What's if, wrong with a Gemini, Ross? If you want me to redo the speech I gave at your 21st birthday, I can uh, I can paraphrase. I, I think that would be helpful if I we did hear some of that. I really help, yeah. Uh, Ross, uh, I was only 11 and I should have known better. And now that I know better, oh, do I wish I knew better. Wow, that was yeah. profound. There's a it wasn't at all profound. I've got a, uh, the speech on my wall at home, laminated. So I don't wow. ever forget. Well, there you go. Just well, how much is. of a disappointment Ross has been as a son. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I don't need to have a, some sort of laminated sign to remind myself of the trauma you gave me, Dad. Well, I'm I'm making up for it, Ross. I'm making up for it. To this other this other baby Ross. with this new other, Ross. Well, Ross. what about old Ross? What about old Ross? What about me? Well, like I said, you were a mistake. So you know, it's not my fault. Mm. You don't blame the person that crashes their car for the you do. dent in the other car. You do. It was a mistake. You definitely do. That seems like very judgmental stuff. That's that's like when you were a kid and you were like, Dad, you're the worst dad in the world. And I said, you're being judgmental. Get back in your cage. Hmm. Mm. 
I think, Ross, this might be an excellent opportunity for you to, instead of looking back at the trauma, look forward to an opportunity in front of you to reinvent yourself. This clean slate really could be a, a fresh, clean bedspread for you to lie down on and, and really explore yourself and what kind of new joys you can find. Oh, Ross explored himself on the bed sheet many times when he was a young lad. That's very healthy news. I was concerned that you might have been afraid to find joy in your own body because of your trepidations around sexuality in general. It's a delight to hear that. I didn't feel good about it, though. How did you feel I about felt it? deeply ashamed mm. and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ross used to like to look at a pornographic films with women that look like his mother, and then he'd send them to me and we'd enjoy a good jack sesh together. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I actually, I am hearing now that, that it wasn't just you two that were there. There were also your, your ancestors were there, I think. Yes. Has your father passed? I don't know. Never met me dad. I, I, well, then I believe he has, if, if you're not sure. And I'm, he was there saying he was stroking the rod right with you. So That's disgusting. Didn't come here, try to avoid my dad on Father's Day just to... Here, stroking the rod. Classic double entendres from Ross. Oh, my I promise. didn't come here. Mm. Oh, here we go. Used to say that at dinner. I have a, a little experiment that I think I'd like you to try sometime, you know, in the near future, maybe later tonight, the next few days, to take yourself to a Coles Express, pick up a two-for-one silicon-based lubricant for $9.30, Sit down on a, a lush chair, perhaps a throne. Bring yourself to the precipice of a climax. Look deeply into a mirror. Look at your own face and say, what a good boy I am. And release. So I'm supposed to talk to myself like a dog? Because... Isn't that worse? I mean, that surely depends on your relationship to dogs. Well, Ross was raised on dog food, top top notch dog food. That's some of the best stuff that the Coles, local Coles sold. Mm-hmm. Might even, even the... try wearing a collar. Many yeah. people enjoy that. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm not going to wear a collar while I'm cranking my yank. Why not? Is there a specific reason why that doesn't appeal to you? Does this come from a feeling of maybe you're a stray dog? No one owns you, kind of. Would it work better if you perhaps put a collar on something else Mm. and then pleasured yourself? What? Collar on what? Maybe uh, a a sex toy or a a piece of fruit or furniture. Mm. Piece of fruit? Yeah, a, a collared pineapple can be an incredibly erotic image. I'm trying to imagine what a collared pineapple would look like and it's not doing anything for me. It's just a pineapple. Wearing a collar. Ross, I'm disappointed in you. Normally, when you get a new therapist, I then fornicate with them. But I'm not going to fornicate with this therapist, new therapist you have with his collar pineapple. What are you doing to your old man? Yes, because my therapy is just a pickup session for you, Dad. Yep. Well, they get uh, they get an intimate insight into your old man's uh, psyche, and it turns them on. What's wrong with that? 
A lot. A lot's wrong with it. It actually does cross a lot of uh, boundaries. But you know, had we not began the session today with this conversation, then who knows what kind of sexual uh, experiences the two I, of us I've could have shared. told Ross to fornicate with his therapist himself, but he refuses to, so his old man has to do it. Just like when he refused to chase, change his own nappies as a boy, I had to do that. I had to do everything for the boy. I was one years old. Yeah. I had no concept of changing my own nappies. I was 12. You think I had a concept of changing a one-year-old's nappy? Well, I wasn't the one running around while I was 11, 12, pumping my gump. And that's like another disappointment. Chump. Wow, I'm, I'm taking notes. These are some yes. excellent euphemisms. Mm. Did you know Ross still has not provided his old man with a grandson? I had him when I was 11. Because I'm barren, like, Dad, you know this. It's like twice that age. Still has not hmm. slipped one through the... Interesting. So, Ross, you do say that you are shooting blanks, perhaps, it sounds like. Mm. Which can be an incredibly liberating truth to learn about yourself. It removes yes. a lot of expectations. I've often yeah. told ladies I'm shooting it, blanks. Well, well, that's assault okay. if it's a lie. But back to Ross. No, let's go back to the assaults that my dad made. Let's not pile on. Me, I'm not the bad guy in this situation. Well, okay. hey, I'm hey. not Billie Eilish. I'm not the bad guy. I'd like to sh yeah. shoot blanks into into that young lady. Wow. Well, well, three years ago, you could not say that. That's correct, and I didn't say it three years ago. It's the best compliment you've ever given your old man. I'm going to take that as my Father's Day gift. Mm. Sure. Sure, if you want it, if you want to take it as a Father's Day gift, sure. Thank you, son. <sighs> and I think it's also important that you take what you've learned in this moment today and really teach it to Ross moving forward. So your mm. new Ross. New Ross, yes. New and improved Ross. I'm sorry, I'm sure this... I'm sure this kid isn't going like, to like being called new Ross. Yeah, either. I think we're going to have to drop the new. Just I think he'll just Ross. be Ross. Just Ross. I don't think he wants yeah. to be named after his brother either. No, he's not named after his brother. He's named after me mate at the pub. Ross, bought me a beer once. Yeah, but I'm named after You're your mate You're also at the named pub. after my mate at the pub. It's the same name. It's Ross. Yeah. Sounds like a great friend. Mm. He was the worst friend. He'd give me a beer anytime I'd do anything he asked. Anything? He'd say, hey, how about you crack a beer bottle over your head, I'll get you a beer. Bang, over the head, and he followed through with his promises. Well, Ross, it sounds like you and your little brother have had a beautiful namesake. Mm. I'm sorry, but you got to change the kid's name. Well, Ross, have you thought about pivoting to a new name? I could recommend maybe, obviously, Dick is going great for me. I'm, I'm a big no. fan of Dick. No, how not Dick. Well, what if you really pivot? How about um, Fanny? That's another common name. You know, old-timey names are having yes. a comeback. You had an auntie named Fanny. So keep it in the family. There you go. No, Fanny I, Purdy I rolls did. right off the tongue. That's really nice, actually. Yeah, try that's to roll really it off the tongue. Try to roll Fanny off your tongue. You know, they try to say Fanny mm -hmm. and they'll be confused about what it is. 
Well, in this country, it means vet, but in that country, it's vet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all kind of in the same general area. So unless you're specifically... Some are very different. They're very different. Absolutely. And have how much... um. How many differences have you gotten to to notice in in your time? Well, one's an American definition, mm-hmm. and the other's a British definition. Yes, yes, yeah. The British yeah. are screwed we're up. Of co- yeah, we're of course here talking about the the clown and the brown. Yeah, yes. You know, the um the flutter and the gutter. Mm. The Sorry, s- you call it a clown? Yeah, it's got kind of curly hair on it, and goes right, right, little red nose. Mm. I call it the old mayonnaise jar cupboard. Oh, that's evocative. How about both the, very dehumanizing ways to. How about the snapdragon and the that's crap a, wagon? It's even worse. Crap wagon? Yeah. Two, two, gonna go take a poop on the crap wagon. Yeah, all aboard. Sounds more like a name for a toilet than a. Oh, okay. Well, then, how about the uh, meat and the seat? I'm I'm very fond of uh, the slit and the slot. Ooh, that's mine. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what about the Judy and the booty? Judy. Yes, it's um, it's my mother's name. You go around call, <laughs> calling it after your mother. Yeah, it's very common to keep names within the family, as we've established already. Mm. Please don't go around calling my penis Ross. Well, I'm I'm just learning right now how uh, honourable that is to to name your genitalia after your relatives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm nothing but a family man. So that seems like a correct kind of response to this kind of discussion. It's beautiful, Ross. Your father's really reaching out to you here in this moment. He's not at all. Oh no, you're right. He's reaching into a packet of chips he found under the table, but. I would also like to maybe float the Jiny and the Heiny. Oh, yes. There we go. Yeah. That's uncontroversial. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, let's put it to a vote. Jiny and the Heiny. I've got an uncontroversial one. Mm-hmm. The better tell them I'm shooting blanks. Don't need to tell them I'm shooting blanks. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm. It's, a bit, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a mouthful. Sure. And I mean, sometimes it can be a bit sometimes of a mouthful. Um, um, and you know what? If it is a bit of a mouthful, you also don't need to tell them that you're shooting blanks. Yeah. I, I like it. Oh, that's disgusting. I didn't mean for this conversation to start about talking about swallowing cum. Don't mock your mother. I'm not mocking my mom. I mean, it's interesting that there would be an immediate um, connection between swallowing cum and your own mother um why why is that ross well that's how he was made well Mm. interesting Mm. that raises many questions none of which will get answered in a nice way well it depends on the question son Uh, okay well here's here's one of the questions um what? And you what? And just one more question is um, but how? Well, Ross's mum swallowed me up, and uh, later that day, Ross was born. 
she swallowed later the le- that same day. Yeah. Ross, I have some fantastic news for you. After piecing together some of the really fragmented uh, information about your past, I'm beginning to think that maybe your young mother didn't assault an 11-year-old boy. And, I mean, maybe she did, but it doesn't seem like that was how she was impregnated. With the rapid rate in which she's giving birth after announcing to your father here that um, the mayonnaise has been delivered, mm-hmm. just crunching the numbers, it really seems like the the mystery is is much deeper. And I'm even questioning your parentage at all. You're trying to say Ross's mum isn't his real mum? Because I watched that little Ross come out. Covered in blood, screaming. I have I have little doubt that um, that Ross's mother is truly his biological mother. It's you, Mister Purdy, who I'm in question with. Well, I was definitely there. I remember it. It was the first time I ever saw the downstairs of a lady. It was quite horrific. And that's exactly was, the problem. When I was being born, it was the yes. first time. Was the birth of the child. Yes. Does nothing um, occur to you questionable that that was the first time was the birth of the child that you encountered the... the You're trying to say that I needed to get that uh, that uh, birth certificate laminated to, to ensure that I my name was written on it? Because uh, that's just not what we did back in those days. We left them completely unlaminated to change up whenever we felt like it. Ross, what kind of feelings is this stirring up in you? Relief. Relief and irritation. Uh, the, I mean, isn't that the 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 binary of, of most sexual encounters, you know? Mm-hmm. Relief or irritation? How did we end here? First one, then the other. Um, there are creams for both. Now, what I'm also wanting to stress to you as well, Ross, is that the idea of a father goes well beyond biological connection as um, this man raised you and is therefore and forever will be the most influential male figure in the early years of your life early years of your life and and if that's not what a father is what you know what else is a father here um so regardless of where the genealogy of, of your being began um this man is undoubtedly your father well uh, we went to the school prom together you and okay. you yeah. and Ross went. You to- and Ross. Neither of us could get a date, and uh, so we just went together. Just, how was, how just was a man th- and his boy, nice. slow dancing to the hits. So you said you both couldn't get a date. Yeah. So you were- Ross was really disappointing to me that night. Were you in high school at the same? Time? I yeah. I I struggled to get through the high school years. I took a few extra years than some. So we were in the in the last years together. How was that night for you, Ross, when your father took you to prom? One of the most humiliating nights of my life. How so? The whole time, my dad was like, "Come on, let's go to the back of the car." I've had the tear. What they do it? That's I hear. That's what they do in prom. I did hear that's what they do. I still don't know what they do in the back of that car. Not something you want to do with someone who's raising you like a father. But as true as that is, easier to know that this person potentially may not truly be a biological father mm. you know so at least it, it removes well, I didn't that take biology I, w- I wasn't allowed in that course they, they didn't think i could be trusted with the frogs mm. and i think that's 
that's probably the most important thing to kind of come out of this conversation is, you know, if if this relationship isn't a isn't a father son relationship, um, and you have had these kind of very intimate experiences together, maybe is there something else tethering you together that maybe this frustration is is kind of coming from? You know, is there is there something under the surface that you haven't felt that you could address because you mm. thought you were related, um, but now maybe it's it's yeah. out there, it's open. <sighs> Don't, don't, don't start. Well, yeah, I don't this know if I'm completely following this. Don't uh, start. This isn't some this will they, won't they. If you're saying I'm going to date my biological son that I knocked up his mum and, and and created with with my parts, then uh, maybe I would d- date him in another circumstances if he wasn't so disappointing. Mm. Mm. If that's what you're trying well, to say. There is, there is that. There is that. And um, I think it's something that you could have easily seen early on. Um, this is not something that many people know how to do, but there is such a thing called, you know, there's palm reading. There's also forehead reading. And, and Ross, I can tell from your forehead that, um, well, yeah, it's just uh, it's just all downhill, isn't it? It's just doomed from the start, really. It's a big Yeah, that's big how I, f- I felt that too. He was, uh, he was a bit of an annoying kid from the day one and yeah. it's just been worse and worse every single day. Mm, absolutely. Although in my line of work, a, a dent in the forehead is called a cum catcher. And it is something to be proud of. Really? Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised at how many nooks and crannies and, and divots on the human body could be considered a, a, a cum catcher. Mm. Muscles can be considered a... Come gutters. That's right. On a male. Mm-hmm. Ears. Ears are quite common. And and that's everyone has ears. Well, a client of mine just last week. Oh, here uh, we go. He had no ears. Oh. Um, but what he did have was an enthusiasm for butt stuff. And mm. we got him there and it was fantastic. That's beautiful. He uh he didn't even know how loud he was screaming because of he had no ears, but everyone in that whole building could tell that he was having the time of his life. Mm. Was it screams of pain or screams of ecstasy? You know, they're very different. They are very different. First one than the other. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Like we were saying, it's it's irritation mm-hmm. and it's release. These are kind of you have to live in this this uh, balancing act of, of pain and, and pleasure, of, of fear and ecstasy. Uh, and that really uh, gets you to the, the highest peak of a climax is that, uh, that tightrope of, is this, is this it? Is this the end of me? Or is this the beginning of me? Sounds like we should chop Ross's ears off. That's what I'm getting from this. How? We'll get a, uh, we'll get a razor blade. Do a bit of the old uh, Uncle Chop Chop from that movie Chop Chop. And, Chopper. Uh, and uh, just, just uh, whip those ears off. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ross could finally experience pleasure. Yeah, it would It would be good because I think then, um, I mean, this isn't my field. I don't really know how to talk about it. But I do see from from the, the things that I can read in your forehead, in your future, I can see a lot of cum going in that little divot there. See a lot of people coming on my forehead. Absolutely. And it may be yourself at, at the right angles mm. with the right amount of um, buildup. You know what they say is the, um, the difference between a chestnut and a walnut is how long you edge. Mm. I don't think that's what they say. 
Well, take that up with my colleagues. Well, because one of one of them's on your chest and one of them's on the wall. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But to get yeah. there, you sort of have to, um, you know, build the um. You you know the before a dam breaks, it's got to it's got to build pressure. Yeah. You know, uh, or maybe it just gets a hole. You just, you like burrow a hole in it. Right, but, uh, but then I guess we're we're talking about a, a a trickle, and in order to travel to the wall, um, you certainly need to build a a sensual pressure. Mm. Needs to be a lot of power in it. And speaking of power, how how do you feel? You get your power. How do you feel recharged? Uh, I do it by listening to the song Power. Like Kanye West, I don't think you would know that. You don't know anything from the last 20 what years. About, no. What about your old man's rap, Ice-T and his song Power? You never listen to your old man's music. Ice-T? The, Ice the guy from Law and Order, yeah. SBU. He hmm. had a song called Power. He had a whole album called Power. And that show was written by Dick Wolf. And that show is about investigating sex crimes. Correct. I mean, and sex crimes are really the the overlap of of of, of our work, of the yeah. sex therapy work and of the clairvoyant work. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas I find the show SVU to have been my sexual education show. Oh. It's where I learned most of me tricks from. There is a lot making sense now. I mean, uh, Mr. Purdy, just off the top of your head, how are your feelings about, say, um, Marishka Hajite? Found her haircut changed too often. Found that disconcerting. You should just pick a haircut and stick with it. Did you have a favourite of her haircuts? I like the original one. It was fine at the beginning. Why change it? Could you describe that haircut for me? Ice-T kept his same haircut the whole time. That other one guy kept the same glasses. They didn't even make sense. They were dark in the daytime and then at nighttime didn't seem so dark. What's that all about? I think they might have been transition lenses that uh, darken under UV lights. Well, that doesn't make any sense. My father sat me down in front of the SVU episode with Carl McLaughlin in it. As a child psychologist, he saw the part where he judo-chopped a uh, police officer took a gun from his holster and shot a kid. He turned over to me and said, Boy, Ross, I wish Kyle McLaughlin was me and that kid was you. Yep. Oh, I really wow. was. I really felt a connection with Kyle McLaughlin in that moment. Mm. Really felt like my future was being shown to me on the screen. And the future that you were seeing on this screen, was it literal or metaphorical? I don't think there's any such thing as a metaphorical future, I think. I would say all futures are metaphorical until they happen. Metaphorical. And I think if we're going back to this analogy, it would be really interesting that you mention that kind of feeling of shooting your son when we know there's there's no bullets in the chamber, you know? Mm. Shooting blanks. Quite interesting to unpack there. That's what I always tell Ross. Don't worry, I'm shooting blanks. Mm. Does it feel like a, a safe space to... To shoot your own son with blanks. Absolutely. Mm. That's what they're all for, with blanks. Grab a gun, fill him with blanks, shoot whoever you want. Yeah, let me tell you, Alec Baldwin thought they were filled with blanks. Mm. Well, you've got to fill your own guns, people. Think, think about that for a second. There's one thing I've learned from SVU and Alec Baldwin anecdotes. It's load your own gun. Yeah. Yeah. L-Y-O-G. Mm. That's beautiful. Load 
L-O-U-D. You're very close. We'll give it to you. Thank you. Xandra, could you communicate with the corpse of my self-respect this past hour? Yep, I could I could try and channel that. Well, that's um, a trick. I don't think you could, even if you could. Well, with, with what I'm coming up? Sure. Here I'm not thinking that it ever existed in the first place. That's I'm not finding. I'm oh! Not oh! Oh, really? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so oh! Sorry. Ross, we got the point with the first oh. Oh, oh dad. Don't make me slap you You're always again. coming at me with don't say oh more than one time. We already got you the just point. pick an O and stick with it. It's what I say to the ladies. It's what I say to my son. See, pick a note and stick with it. Pick an O. An O. You get one O in your life. O. Enjoy that O. What does that mean? It means exactly what it sounds like. Mm, I think we could probably put this question to Mr. Dick Cabbage. Absolutely. Mm. I think what's more important than, uh, you know, picking an O is really authentically living in an O and letting it find you. Because just now you, your exclamations of oh, oh, oh really came from, you know, feeling attacked, really mm. feeling um, like a, 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 a raw nerve was being rubbed. And it's when these sensitive areas are being touched that can cause you the greatest pain and also the greatest pleasure. So don't be afraid when something causes, you know, you to, to flinch and your, and your butt muscles to clench because... Those tender areas are where you're really going to be able to really pleasure yourself. So let every instance of pain be a moment to reflect, to think, am I actually in pain here or am I afraid of how much I could enjoy this? I think what Dick is saying, Ross, is exactly what I used to say to you as a boy. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about and then I would give you something to cry about. Yeah, he would... um. He'll show me steel magnolias. Oh, see, isn't that something to cry about? Yep. Very unpleasant film. Heartbreaking. Mm. Well, look, it doesn't matter if he is or isn't my biological dad. The point is the damage is done. Mm-hmm. And I'm here right now. And once again, I'm being cornered. I'm being attacked. And I don't need some therapist telling me I have some kind of victim complex. And that I'm actually the bad guy in this scenario. Sounds like, not you're true. Cry- sounds like you're about to cry, Purdy. Don't make me pull out the steel. <laughs> He's always pulling out the steel. I will put the steel right in your face. Please don't. I'd say just make sure that the steel is, is warmed slightly beforehand mm. because it can be quite a, a shock to feel a, a, a cold metal sensation. Um, unless that's what you're going for. But just be prepared for how it's going to feel. And don't forget the other thing I told you when you were a boy. Emotions are for wimps. I am a wimp, Dad. And that's what's so beautiful about this situation is by knowing the the fragility and, and knowing the the precarious nature. Oh, God. That's your power, Ross. God, you're driving mm. me up the wall right now. Yeah, well, I, think, I think I had my reading of you all wrong. I think... 
Yeah, because you can't read. You can't do a reading. Well, you're John Edwards over here. That's your that's your opinion. I I'm seeing it now. I think with with the context of your father, I think you're very, you know where you're going, and and what you're thinking of, whether you're going to do it or not. <laughs> you know what the right decision is about that, and that's all I'll say about that because I don't want to intrude. And the fact that you carry those cards so close to your chest is such a power. Mm. It's a deep erotic power that you carry with you There's everywhere nothing, you go. No, nothing erotic about it. Personally, I disagree. Yeah, well, I've been at half-mast since I saw you this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know a couple of people in the spirit world. There's one right behind you that's had a heart on this whole time. It's not Big Wave Dave, is it? It is. I'm sorry. I Jesus. Have to, I have to, I'm sorry. I, have no, to I can't bring that close. spirit in here. Big Wave Dave was a guy. He was on the show like last year and there was another guest and she had a demon following her around. And then I shot the demon, but I accidentally shot Big Wave Dave and he's Hello. been haunting the show ever since. I'm Big Wave Dave. Would you like <gasps> oh, to take my workshop on how to throw a big wave? Just come on down to the beach and uh, wait for that dewy fresh air to come up behind you and... We will throw a wave. I'm so sorry. Wow, are you, are you channeling the spirit right now? This is incredible. It is the spirit. It's it's, it's um kind of a trance. It it'll just come out of me. Oh my goodness! Great, a meeting of the foremost annoying people I've ever met in my life. How are we supposed to wrap this thing up? Feel that swell, swell up behind you. Oh Jesus just, uh, Christ! And if you want to keep ready. it safe, when you do feel that big swell. You can wrap it up. He's not talking about erections, dick. Thank you for calling me by my real first name. Yeah, I called you by your first name, dick. Thank you, Russ. What an end to it. No, this isn't a good thing. It's He's, just... I, I heard, I'm Big Wave Dave. I heard that this is not Russ anymore. Oh, that's right. Have, have, we, have, we, have you settled on a, a potential new name or, or are you going to challenge your, your brother for the name? Why do I have to change my name? Why Ross, do I even? I've told you, Ross. Why do I even have to change my my gonna, first name? Could I just change my last name? We're going to do a better version of Ross. Ross first, Ross one was terrible. Ross two second might be good. But couldn't I just change my last name instead of something like Purdy, which like no one has? Maybe like a surname a regular person would have, like yeah, like Cabbage mm. or Geller mm. or Dave. Mm. Ross Dave. Nah, Ross Geller. There's some good. There's some good what if, mileage on that name. What if you flip it and Ross becomes the last name? Mm. Then you could pick a common first name like like Bob or something. Yeah. Or, or Diana. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Jeff. Mm-hmm. What about Dross, Ross Dressfulness? That's very unique. That's very unique. Dear Lord. Well, I'm not going to change my goddamn name. Then you're challenging... An infant for the name. And I, I look forward to the challenge. This mm. is just like that time that Ross Geller wouldn't say the right name of the woman he was about to marry. Stop getting your life lessons from TV shows, Ross. Well, who's the one who put me in front of the TV? For, for SVU and for some, for some Gilligan. <laughs> mm. I learned nothing from Gilligan. How can you not learn anything from Gilligan? I'm sorry, but I tried hitting my head with a coconut. It didn't immediately make me go unconscious. Um, no matter how hard I tried. So that's where the cum receptacle came from. There you go. Okay. It's all coming together, really. 
I'm gonna blow my brains out. And no, dick, don't take that to mean something sexual. And when I do blow my brains out, Sandra, don't be talking to me on Icona. Okay. I mean, you'll get quite lonely. I am the only Earth correspondent that does speak to that planet. I feel sorry for all of those celestial beings that have to talk to you. Well, you're just if to you're going to blow your own head out, uh, boy, uh, be like your old man. And if you're going to blow a load in your face, make them blanks. I think that's sound knowledge from your father, Ross. Does anyone have anything to plug? When I say plug, I mean to shill. Yeah, um, I'm having uh, my second son later today. Oh, God. Uh, gave his mum a jar of mayonnaise this morning, and, mm. uh, and uh, I think the baby's due any minute now. So uh, if anyone wants to get some some baby warming gifts, uh, yeah, you can send those straight over to my house or to the to the pub. My mate Ross there will uh, hold them on for me. Great. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I just like to plug. I'm I'm taking my big white van around to to schools, sort of healthy Harold style, taking uh, children into the back of a van and, and teaching them what they're going to look forward to and all the sexual experiences uh, in their near future. Hmm. And um, from the beginning of September, I'll be running my three month course, getting connected with your spirituality and past and present lives and this um i'm really excited because these months um we are starting our analuna um program which does involve um bare rectum bathing by the moonlight so um just look me up on on uh, analuna.com and then you can sign up there to our three-month course and uh i'm uh I'm teaching my workshop, How to Catch the Big Wave with Big Wave Dave. Come on, down Big Wave Dave. You were barely on this episode. Down at St Kilda <laughs> Beach uh, at dawn tomorrow morning. So uh, come on by and uh, we'll teach you how to catch that big wave. Just look for the dewy fresh air and follow your nose. God damn it, Big Wave Dave. I don't even get where, what episode you're from. Wow, that was spooky. Like it really felt like he was in the room just now. I know. It's it, it's weird for me as well. I really feel like he's uh he's inside my body, using me like a puppet. It's that dewy fresh air that you're feeling that uh, Big Wave Dave mm. has in his essence. Speaking of a healthy Harold, mm-hmm. the only healthy Harold is the type that improv teams do each and every Thursday night. At Lantern Lounge, uh, I'll be there as, as well as other improvisers. I'm just going to throw some names out there at the type of uh, people you'll see. Uh, Bridget, uh, David, Jackson, Just Saying, and others. We'll be all doing an improv show at the Lantern Lounge every Thursday night. They sound like great people. They sound, yeah, sound nice. Sound like you're finally making some decent friends, Ross. Yeah, it sounds like an... Uh, I wish I had them on this show instead of all of you. It's a really harsh thing to say to the old man on Father's Day. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if they were, you know, Ross's real friends, he probably would have them he on. probably would, mm. Instead yeah. of mm. just ringing up two random people that he found in the white pages. I will have to also invoice you for my time. Um, I'm a professional therapist, obviously. Gonna, I've, I've given a lot of hard truths. Mm. Hard truths I'm today. I'm probably going to have to invoice you for the 27 years you've been using your brother's name. Hmm. Yeah, except for those two years where I didn't have a name, I suppose. Well, it was hard for your mother and I to give you a name. Until your mate from the pub. My mate from the pub said, oh, hey, yeah. I'll give you a beer if you name that boy after me. 
And mm. hey, there you go. sounds like it turned out great. Mm. <sighs> Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's Day. <laughs>